joy that the apostles possessed might be experienced by this next generation and all the generations of believers after that, that's you and me, the same way the disciples and the apostles experienced it when they walked with the Lord physically on earth. That's why in the first four verses, he says, the things we have seen and heard, verse 3, we're telling you so that our joy may be complete because we're sharing what excites us with you so you can get excited too. But now to experience this life that every believer possesses, certain things must be in place. The first thing he says is you have to understand something about God. He says in verse 5, God is light. Light is a revealer. Light reveals things as they really are. He goes on to say in verse 5, and in God there is no darkness at all, not even a shadow. In other words, God only deals in reality. He wouldn't know how to deal in that which is not true and real and authentic. So he's challenging believers today to walk in the light of who God is and what God says. Anything outside of that is to walk in darkness. So it's possible to walk away from the light. Now, I know many of us have had the experience, like me, of getting up in the middle of the night and uh, not turning on the light, assuming we know which way to go to get around the bed, to work our way to the restroom or whatever. And so we walk in darkness because we think we know how to do it. And just as we turn that corner, a little pinky toe hits the edge of the bed, creating havoc in the room because we misjudge what we thought we knew. So it is with God. God knows where all the crevices are, all the turns in life are. And he wants you to walk in light of who he is and what he says, not what you think and what everybody else is saying. God is light. In verse seven, he tells you that if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship because that's the theme of the epistle, with one another, and watch this, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. You would have thought he would have said that if we're walking in the light, we're not sinning. That's not what he says. He says when you're walking in the light, the fellowship with God is there, and the blood of Jesus Christ is cleaning you up while you're walking in the light. What is he cleaning us up from? He's cleaning us up from the sin he reveals because we're in the light to see it. You see, when you're walking in darkness, you're not seeing things as they really are. But when you're walking in the light, you see the impediments. You see the things in the middle of the floor because your eyes are open to reality. If you walk in light of who God is and what God says, you're living your life in reality. And therefore, there is this cleansing that takes place. How? He says, because if we confess our sins, verse 9, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you see the sin and you address it as sin, then he not only forgives you for the sin you saw, he forgives you for the sins you missed, skipped, or forgot. If you confess the sins you do know, he'll take care of the ones you don't even know about because he's desperately desiring to have fellowship with his children. Now, this walking in the light must be then connected with something else. It must be then connected with obedience. 
He says in verse 4 of chapter 2, the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has been perfected. In other words, matured, growing to the next level. When you see sin, when you address sin, because you confessed it, and then when you walk in the right way, because you're not walking in the light, you're growing in your experience of God. Many believers are not growing in their experience of God. They may know they're on their way to heaven, but they're not experiencing his reality on earth because they either don't walk in the light, or if they walk in the light and now have the sin revealed, they do not obey the truth and now walk in rightness. And when you do that, you are ignoring the light. So that's like saying, God, I saw what you showed. Um, you know, I know it's right, but, you know, I'm still going to go my own way. So that's deliberate disobedience, and deliberate disobedience breaks fellowship, and you will not mature in your experience of God. But then he gives you another ingredient or context for intimate fellowship with God, experiencing your sainthood, the sainthood that you possess if you have faith alone in Christ alone for the gift of eternal life. Because he says, beloved, I'm writing a new commandment to you in verse 7, but an old commandment which you have heard from the beginning, and here it is, I'm writing this new commandment which is true in him and in you, and this true commandment is that you love your brother. God is a relational love. We see throughout the book of John, God is love. That can only be said about our God because he's never been alone. Remember the definition of love. Remember this definition. Love means the decision to compassionately and responsibly pursue the well-being of another. If you are self-centered, self-oriented, if you just want God to flow to you, but not flow through you, then you're not a loving Christian. And you're pretending like you're an only child. And no, it's not just your daddy who art in heaven, it's our father who art in heaven. You're not an only child. So God will only flow his love to and through you to the degree he knows that it will pass on to benefit others. And so when you walk in the light, and confess sin that the light reveals, leading to obedience, causing you to not be self-centered and love others, you have opened up the floodgates to the experience of God's reality operating in your life. Don't be like the married couple or the separated family who have a legal relationship but not enjoying one many of it because they're at odds with one another. God has reconciled the world to himself those who've trusted Christ have been legally justified, reconciled to God, but he wants us to enjoy the relationship. He wants us to be friends with him. If you will follow the instructions of the Apostle John in the epistle of 1 John to pursue intimate fellowship with God by recognizing he's the light, confessing anything that the light reveals that's wrong, then moving in the right way while loving up God's other family members, you have set yourself up for deepening your experience of God's reality at work in your life.
right, good stuff. I'm sure all you Cowboy fans enjoyed seeing him at the stadium. Miss um, Angel, how do we get that off the screen and get everybody on the screen? I want to get a, um, a head count of how many people we actually have with us. Okay, let me go ahead and, and unmute your microphones on your phone so you guys can talk to me. Okay. How do I... Am I doing this right, Angel? You're asking them to unmute. Yeah, I'm asking you guys to unmute so you guys can talk to me. Okay. And I just want to know how many people we actually have um, with us tonight. Saturday. Yeah, but I think we've, we've got some families that are, uh, I know sister, um, well, I don't see Patsy. her on here now. Where's Patsy? Patsy? Okay, there's, Patsy said there was three of them there. Okay, and Letitia's. Just her tonight. Okay, Letitia's just got her tonight. All right, so that's four. And then uh, Brother Corey said his wife could hear, so that's, that's two there. That's six. Um, how about you, Brother Dwayne? Is such a sharing with you? Yeah, All right, so that's uh, what, 10? Did like I just 10, count that right? 10 or so. Eight, no. Eight, eight regular. You got Nine, Brother Matthew 10, over here. That's 11. 11. 12. There's 12. All right, so we got 12 of us here tonight. Okay, praise God. So here we got First John. Let's go back over um, the scripture again. Let's go back over First John, and um, actually, we'll go over First John and Second John. So, get your Bibles out there with me tonight, and let's take a look at this. It says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands, and have handled the word of life. Man, I, I, I got that highlighted in my Bible. <laughs> the word of life, because that's what Jesus is. He is the word, and he is the life. So he is the word of life. For the little was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, that which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us, that which we have seen and heard, declared we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This, then, is the message which we have heard of Him and declared to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If I say that we have fellowship with Him and walk into darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, forgive us of our sins, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I just want to stop right here at verse 9 for just a moment. I've always made it a practice to, to point this scripture out to people who are having a hard time accepting forgiveness from the Lord. I've had people come to me in the past and uh, even at the altar call, and they just struggle with God's forgiveness because they feel like, you know, what they've done is just so far beyond God's forgiveness and they just don't deserve forgiveness. 
And so I always like to point this out, and this is a good one for you to memorize, because when the devil comes trying to beat you up, trying to make you remember this, trying to make you remember that, and trying to put condemnation on you and make you feel bad and all that, look, just look at verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Jesus Christ is faithful and he's just to forgive us of our sins. And when we think that he's not, then we're saying he's not faithful and he's not just. So if you confess your sins to Christ and you've asked the Lord to forgive you of those sins and you've got to have some confidence that the Lord is righteous and that he is faithful and that he will forgive you of those sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And again, it's not your righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He paid the price on Calvary for our sins. So I just wanted to point that out, and I hope that helps somebody tonight. Did that help anybody here tonight? Boy, you guys are quiet. <laughs> I know what it is. Y'all afraid, oh, we don't want to be on the, I don't want to talk on the computer. <laughs> I don't want to talk on the computer. That's what it is. <laughs> I see you, Sister Patricia. I see you. Is if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. All right. So we got to we got to walk in the light. Jesus is in the light. We got to walk in the light. Amen. And I like what Tony brought out about you know when you're walking in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it begins to reveal to you some things that you need to bring correction in your life. Amen. There's some things that you need to correct in your life and it'll, it'll bring that correction uh, to you. Amen. All right, I'm just checking my text messages here on my little chat. You guys can chat with me if you don't want your voices on the computer. <laughs> you can. All right, brother. You got a question, brother Corey? Go ahead and, um, and shoot that question to us, brother. All right. And I'll, uh, I'm going to talk about this slide a little bit while Corey's doing that. You going to talk to me, Corey, or you going to type it? So what Tony was talking about was, you know, when you're walking in the light, when Jesus is in the light, it's going to reveal darkness in you. It's going to reveal sin in you. And one of the things, I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, during the Daniel's fast, things begin to come up. You begin to remember some things. You begin to uh, wrestle with some things that maybe uh, you haven't quite settled in the Lord. Uh, so these things will begin to happen. Uh, sometimes you'll start dreaming old dreams again and uh, start remembering some old memories again during the Daniel's fast. And that's God's way of trying to get you to deal with whatever you're, you have in your past. Um, and that's part of that light. That's part of that light. Amen. Still waiting on your question there, Brother Corey. Um, so that's part of walking in that light and letting the gospel of Jesus Christ expose the darkness that's inside of us. Uh, whatever sin that we may have held on to or unforgiveness of other people that we have held on to, um, you know, that we have not uh, quite uh, gave in, you know. Like I say in Sunday, you know, forgiveness is for you. It's more about you than it is anybody else because you're the one in bondage. You're in bondage when you're in unforgiveness. 
and you're in bondage when you're hanging on to sin. You know, you got sins. Uh, the, the problem with sin is, is some people enjoy the sin. And some of these sins they don't want to let go of. They want to hang on to them. Yeah, they want to be in church, uh, but at the same time, they don't want to let go of some sin in their life. They want to hang on to their sin too. And the problem with that is if you become in bondage to it. And uh, before you know it, one bondage leads to another bondage. And uh, that's why you got to get the sin out of your life. And that's why I encourage you guys to do the Daniel's fast and let the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ begin to shine in you. And, um, okay, go ahead and speak your question, Brother Corey. All right, hey, man. Um, so verse 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves that the truth is not in us. Would you say that, is that saying that we have never sinned? Or would you say that's the context of we continue to not necessarily live in sin, but we continue to mess up? Or, we, or is that this context of saying, hey, I'm perfect? Well, let me, let me answer the question by telling you something first. You can live an entire day without committing one sin. Yeah, Romans 6, yeah. Okay, you can do that. Now, does that happen every single day of your life? Probably not. Probably somewhere you're, you're going to sin. You're probably going to slip up somewhere. Um, like Tony was saying, um, you know, you didn't even realize you sinned. Yeah, I like how he said, confess the ones you know about and God will take care of the ones you don't know about. And that's part that's part of revealing those things and bringing them in, into the light. But, um, no, you have some people that will tell you that they don't have sin. I had someone told me they wanted to come to church and they had been in church in a long time. And they said, well, I want to come to church, but something is keeping me from coming. And I said, yeah, that's called sin. <laughs> Sin is keeping you from coming. And their response was, oh, I don't sin. I don't do the things I used to do. I don't sin anymore. And uh, But yet there was something keeping them from coming to church. And I told them, I, I took them to this verse. I said, if we say we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. So this is this is wanting us to dig deep. Dig deep in your soul and let the gospel light shine. In a way, this verse is kind of complements Romans 6, where it says we're dead to sin, but we should not think we're so high and mighty where we have no sin. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because, in, you know, in, in, in a moment, I mean, you, you go to work, for example, and when you're at work, you know, you're not always thinking about Christ. You're thinking about your job. You're thinking about what you have to do uh, on your job. And um, we want to welcome Sister Heather coming on board with us. Welcome, Sister Heather. Um, we're in 1 John chapter 1, discussing the 1 John chapter 1. But, you know, when you're at work and you're going about your day and little things irritate you, you know, little things irritate you, you know, maybe somebody didn't say something quite right or, you know, maybe your boss says, hey, I want you to go do this. And, and, and under your breath, you're like, what for? Uh, you know, why we got to do that again? I, I already did that last yesterday, and, and, and you want me to do it again. It's re, you know, and, and you want to argue with your boss, but you don't say anything to them. You just kind of say it under your breath. Well, that's rebellion. Think about that. That's rebellion. That's, that's a wrong attitude. And so even little things like that, um, sin can start building a wedge right there, you know. 
Yeah, I've also I've also learned in my personal experience that if we can admit that we're sinners and we mess up, that actually will do a lot more for people than people might think. Thanks. I guess there's this uh, title of Christians are perfect and this, that, and the third. But you're like, no, man, I'm a sinner and I need God. When you tell people that, it does something for them. That's right. That's right. Because we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And that's said the devil tries to paint that picture in people's minds as, oh, they're they're Christian. They go to church, they go to the Bowden Church of God. They must be perfect people. Uh, no, we're we're not perfect people, but we serve a perfect God. But we're striving. We're striving for perfection. And one day when we get to heaven, we'll be like Christ. But in, until then, we're still striving. You know, we we all have uh uh, we all can get angry, you know. We st we still live in this body of flesh, and we can we can get angry, we can get upset, we can get our feelings hurt, you know, because uh, we're still here in this in this body of flesh. So that's a great question, by the way, brother Corey. Thank you for for asking that question and bringing and and helping us out with that. That's a really good question, brother. Thank you so much. Anybody else got a question or a comment you like to make about First John? It also says be angry and sin not. So if you get angry, depending on how you control yourself, I think with that anger, that's what about to do with where you sin or not. He said, well, you let it all go. I'm sure that would be start sinning, but he can help us every day. I believe that. Yes. Yeah, That's and that's a good one too, Brother Dwayne. I'm glad you said that. You know, because we all have our feelings that we have to wrestle with you know and like you said you know be angry but sin not i mean you're going to get angry from time to time but it's how you respond is the, is what it really comes down to is how do you respond during that anger and um also how do you respond when your feelings are just hurt maybe you're not angry maybe you're just hurt how do you respond to that you know, how do you respond when your supervisor tells you to do something that you think is silly? You know, you think it's a waste of time. You know, how do you respond to that? You know, do you have an attitude, roll your eyes, you know? <laughs> or do you just, okay, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, let's go do what you want me to do, you know, and just go do it. So um, that, that's a good one, Brother Dwayne. Glad you brought that out. Amen. It's good to see you on here, Sister Heather. Oh, it looks like you came back to us. Must have some... Like you had a little difficulty, but you made it back. Praise God. Amen. I also like what Tony said about the love of God flowing flowing to you. You know, the love of God flowing to you, but it should also flow through you. You know what I'm saying? When Tony's, Tony talked about, uh, we're not, we're not a, the only child. We're not an only child. You know, he's not... Just our daddy, he's everybody's father, and and we need the love of God to flow to us and then flow through us. And if we just flowing to us and we're just we're just holding it to ourselves and we're being selfish, you know, and that's not the true love of God. The true love of God is to flow through us to others so that they also can see Christ. All right. So that was that was some good stuff there. Anybody else got a question or a comment about that? Let's, if not, let's go on to um, chapter two. Chapter two. 
Got your Bibles there, chapter two. Can't hear them now. Is somebody asking me a question? Okay, I thought I heard somebody asking a question. All right, chapter two says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he is proficient of our sins, not of ours only, but also of the sins of the whole world. Man, that's tough. Woo, that's big. <laughs> that's big. And whereby we do know, and we know him, if we keep his commandments, as he said, I know him and keep not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. I just want to stop right here and remind you of the two commandments we talked about Sunday. Jesus told us that the commandment of love is where we need to be, the commandment of love. Um, and so the two commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, and you will have fulfilled all the law, all the prophets, and all the commandments. So just remember that as we read this. In verse 5, The whosoeth keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Another word for perfected would be matured. Whereby we know that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought to himself also to walk, even as he walks. Brother, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which we have heard from the beginning. And again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. So that's something that you really got to dig into right there. You know, it's like I said Sunday, how can you love your neighbor as you, as you love yourself? You can't even love your own family. You got family members that, you know, you don't even want to talk to. And uh, that's not love. So how can you, and, you know, whether you say you hate them or not, but you're ignoring them, you disown them, that's the same thing. So how can you say that you, uh, you're in the light when you're really in the darkness? He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no accusation of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in the darkness, and walketh in the darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because, you, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one i write unto you little children because you have known the father i have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning i have written unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of god abideth in you and ye have overcome that wicked one love not the world neither the things that are in the world for if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time, as ye have heard, that the Antichrist shall come. My pages are sticking together. Hang on. <laughs> All right, there we go. 
Now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last times. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest, that they were not of all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have written, not written unto you because you not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that ye had promised us, even the eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath been taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that it is righteous, you know that there everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Amen. I want to go back to verse 20 and talk about verse 20 for, uh, for a few minutes. Um, and then we'll get into some prayers tonight. Verse 20 says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. That unction is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, bearing witness inside of you, and, and the Holy Spirit bearing witness inside of you, and, and teaching you, and leading you. So the, when you hear the words of life, like we're hearing tonight, the Holy Spirit inside of you is saying yes and amen. That's correct. Or, or if you're hearing wrong, the Holy Spirit will say, nope, that's not the word. That's then you'll know it. You'll feel it. And that's the unction that we're talking about. Even people who don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, as we would say, talking in tongues, they still have the unction of the Holy Spirit if they've been saved. So you have the, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, the unction of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're talking about. I saw you raise a hand there, Brother Corey. You got something to add to this, Brother? Or were you just saying high five? <laughs> Oh, that was a clapping. Okay, Brother Corey said that was a clapping one. Okay, so he, he was clapping on that one. Oh, good deal. All right. So we're going to pick back up with Tony Evans next week, and I think he'll, he'll probably talk a little bit about Chapter 2 there as well. But uh, we want to get into some prayers. Anybody got a prayer request tonight? You guys talk to him. You got a prayer request? Yeah, well, I'm going to pray for Brother Jesse. He had a light stroke last night. Okay. And they're doing tests on his arteries today. I haven't heard anything other than that, so I don't know what's All right. going on. Well, we'll pray for Brother Jesse then. Brother Jesse's a good man. Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? Also pray for Lester. He's not been feeling good lately. 
today said it felt better, so hopefully we get back in church. Yeah, Lester's been, uh, he's been under weather for a while. And Brother Corey's got a speedy recovery for his stepdad who had a rotary cuff surgery. Okay, six to eight weeks recovery time. Well, God can slash that time up, brother. <laughs> he can speed that up. Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? We got Brother Jesse. We've got um, Brother Lester. Brother Corey's stepdad. Anybody else tonight? Also, two or three grandchildren that we're concerned about needs prayer. All right. We got some grandchildren. Anybody else? All right. Elaine, yeah, Sister Elaine, let's keep her in prayer. Talked to Brother Larry the other day, and he said that she was still having a hard time walking. So let's keep Sister Elaine in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Sister Patsy. Anybody else? All right. My co-worker, uh, Sister Letitia, has got a one for a co-worker. Doug lost his mom to cancer last night. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's a hard one right there. That's, oh, boy, I tell you. Only the Holy Spirit can give uh, peace and comfort uh, when someone passes away in our life. Only the Holy Spirit can minister and release that. But He can do it. He can do it. Anybody else? All right. Brother Matthew, why don't you come over here and pray with us, brother? All right. And uh, let's all pray. Amen. Y'all can pray over this computer thing. <laughs> Y'all can lift your voices up and pray. Let's just all pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Father, we, we plead the blood of Jesus over every prayer request that we've heard tonight, God. Father, we pray, uh, first of all, for Brother Lester, God, Lord, that you would touch him, whatever has been going on in his body for some time now. Lord, that you would touch him. We plead the blood of Jesus over him. And we plead the blood of Jesus over Brother Jesse, God, reversing this uh, uh, this stroke, God. You know how to reverse the stroke, Father. We just plead the blood of Jesus over him. A great man. I just love Brother Jesse and just ask you to touch him right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we pray for uh, Corey's stepdad, Lord, that you would give Corey's stepdad a quick recovery, Father. You know how to slice that time. You know how to bring a supernatural uh, healing and recovery. Yes. You just bring it all together and just speed that time up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for Sister Elaine tonight, God, that you will strengthen her back and her, her leg muscles right now in the name of Jesus, or that she's doing physical therapy, that she would just get stronger and stronger and stronger in Jesus' name. And Father, we just we pray for Letitia's uh, co-worker, God, Lord, it's a, it's a tough battle when you lose somebody, uh, Lord, over cancer. But God, you know how to bring healing. You know how to minister the Holy Spirit in their life and lead them to Christ. Lead them to a place of love and comfort in Christ right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, whoever we might have forgotten about, God, Lord, we just lift all these names up to you right now. And we just ask you for your divine touch as we plead the blood of Jesus over them. And Father, we pray for our nation tonight, God. We pray, Lord, for your divine will to be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, give us the peace that we need in our country. 
We pray for the President of the United States, God, that you would surround them with godly men and women. Lord, that you would save the President's soul right now and put righteous decisions in his mouth, Father. Father, we pray for the election. This is an election year, God. Lord, that you would give us the righteous ones that you have handpicked, God. Lord, that you would just make a way where there seems to be no way. When people say that it cannot happen, God, you know how to make it happen. And Father, we just praise you right now for the, uh, the, the president that you are selecting right now. Yes. Father, we pray for the, the peace of Israel, God. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem right now. Lord, dispatch the angels of heaven. Bring the Iron Dome protection right now, Father. Bring peace in the name of Jesus. Yes. Allow the hostages be found so that the war can come to a stop right now. And, Father, we pray for Ukraine, God, and that war between Ukraine and Russia, Lord, has been going on for too long. Father, there needs to be a peaceful solution right there, God. There's so many, so much food that comes out of Ukraine, Lord, that just crippling our nation. And Father, we pray over the, the, the fighting in the Red Sea, Lord, and the battleships that are there, Lord, that are trying to just protect the cargo ships. Lord, we pray for peace, on the Red Sea right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just pray right now, Lord, for all of our church members, every single one of them, God. You know everybody who calls this church home, visitors and church members alike, God. Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus over them. We bind the spirits of distraction. We bind the spirits of hindrance and discouragement right now. Do We bind the spirits of depression and oppression right now in the name of jesus and father we just pray lord for your divine touch upon our people lord that you would just bless them we speak blessings over them right now in jesus name lord that they will be blessed healthy and anointed in the name of jesus and father we give you the glory for answering our prayers and and helping us in our prayers god and teaching us how to pray father in jesus name and everybody said Amen. 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 All right. Well, grab your uh, grab your book out and turn to page 261, Praying uh, with Jesus. Praying with Jesus. Um, get with Miss Angel. Those of you who do not have this book, um, I think Letitia doesn't have it and Corey doesn't have it. Corey, you, I told you it's on Pathfinders, but if you um, um, get with my wife, I mean, she'll be glad to get you one. Um Anyways, we're going to order some more of these books. Um, it's on page 261. This is a 30-day devotional. Now, you know, you don't have to wait till Tuesday to pick this book up. You can pick this book up any time during the week and just get into it. What I love about it is it, it helps you pray. It shows you how to pray. It doesn't just tell you about prayer, but it actually gives you examples on how to pray and lead you in prayer. And that's what I love about this book here. So page 261, uh, day 30 actually, and it's called uh, Victorious Prayer. And the Bible verse is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit. Amen. In the Spirit. Praise the Lord. We've got about 10 minutes left in our time. Um, all right. It says, Great and wonderful Lord, we are grateful for the privilege of prayer. We begin this 30-day of prayer with sincere praise. Over these 30 days, we have 
You have changed us and strengthened us. We praise you because you are our Savior, our Sanctifier, our Spirit Baptizer, our Healer, and our soon-coming King. We praise you for the help of your Holy Spirit. We praise you for the example of Jesus and for his teachings and the Lord's Prayer. And we praise you that you are present now. Amen. And then he's taking us to Psalms 150. And Psalms 150 says, Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the ferment of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with a lute and harp. Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and flutes. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with the clashing cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath. Amen. I like what I heard one preacher say. He said, everybody is supposed to sing to the Lord. You're supposed to sing songs, but that don't mean everybody's supposed to record. <laughs> Amen. Oh, <wow. laughs> so that'll make you laugh right there. Amen. But we're all we're all the same. People say, oh, I can't sing. I can't. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says sing. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to the end of this book and prayer we rejoice in you we praise you for your holy name we sing with the heavenly choir that we read about in the book of revelations now when he had taken the scroll from the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints and they sang a new song saying oh hold on a minute did you just hear what he just said a bowl full of the prayers of the saints. That means that our prayers are being collected in heaven. Think about that. Our prayers are being collected in heaven. Do I guess here's a question. Do we have enough prayers to fill a bowl? Mm. Well, I'd have preached right there. Wow. <laughs> I want to write that one out. I'd have preached. Do we have enough prayers to fill a bowl? My goodness. <laughs> All right. Mm. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us unto God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nations, and have made us kings and priests unto our God, and we shall reign on earth. That's Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. I'm thinking, is heaven big enough to hold our prayers? Is heaven, oh yeah, is big enough to hold our prayers, sister. <laughs> There's a lot of them. That's right. That's right. Think about that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody one time said that they saw a scale in the spirit. And said on one side of the scale, you know how them scales that you used to put the, the stuff on, you know, like you put food to weigh food, you know, weighing scale. So on one side was prayers. And on the other side was praise. And said that the prayers were we're weighing it down, but the but the praise side it was not that much on the praise side. And it said the Lord spoke to him and said, "You need to praise me until the scales are balanced, and then you'll get your answer." And uh, I thought that was something. So, yeah, according to Revelations chapter five here, verse eight through ten, our prayers are being collected. <laughs> and Sister Patsy wanted to know if, was, if heaven was big enough for everybody's prayers. Oh yes. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes, yes. I guess the question is, is do we have enough prayers to fill a bowl? That's, that's the question. We need to be praying more and seeking God more. Amen. And just and spending time with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, go over to page 263 in, in this book here. Uh, Patsy, if you, I think you and Jeff have one of these books. We'll have to get Angel to get you one too then. Um, let's go Thank through, you. Yeah, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, this past Sunday in, uh, on my Sunday school broadcast, I was talking about the kingdom. The kingdom was coming. And the Lord told us here in the Lord's Prayer to pray that the kingdom come. You know, God's kingdom is coming. And uh, one of these days, it's going to be here, and, and heaven and earth are going to collide and be one. There's going to be one heaven, one earth, and it's going to be together with our King Messiah uh, sitting on the throne in Jerusalem, ruler over all the nations. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, Brother Corey's got something here. He says, that means the beasts of the, and the, the, beasts of the earth and the fish in the sea all things that have breath. Amen. Well, I don't know how a fish can praise God, but brother, if it's got breath, it better do something. <laughs> That's a good one, Corey. I like that. Amen. Uh, how can fish praise God? I don't know, but they better figure it out. <laughs> Amen. Well, maybe they jump up they out of the water. Went to school. Say that again. They all went to school. They said they're in a school of fish. They swim. They, yeah, they they swim in the school, don't they? <laughs> there we go. On page two sixty four, we're going to do an intercessory prayer um, as we're getting ready to wrap this up for today. Says our Father in heaven, just as Jesus instructed us to do, we pray your name will be honored. We pray your kingdom will come. We pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we listen to you now so that you will show us the people who need our prayers. Let your Holy Spirit guide our thoughts and our prayers. We thank you that we can share in the ministry of Christ as intercessor. And then wants, wants us to pray for Vietnam. Says Almighty God, we intercede today for the people of Vietnam, a communist state where Christians are persecuted. We pray you will surrender the believers there with a wall of protection. As they walk through the fire, let them not be burned. Give them joy and peace as they serve you faithfully. We pray you will invade Vietnam with your Holy Spirit and make your word grow and prosper there. Speak through your persecuted church and open the eyes of the unbelievers. Send a revival to Vietnam. May your will be done there as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. So that's a, that's a good one there. That's why I like this book. He always has an intercessory prayer for a certain country. Um, he always has the Lord's uh, prayer in each chapter. Um, so I'm going to talk to Miss Angel and uh, get, get some get another case of them. I'm going to get another case of these books and be able to hand them out. Like, it's, like I said, I've, been, I've seen a lot of books. I'm on teaching 
about prayer. But this is the first book I've actually seen that actually has prayers written down to get you to pray um, and pray these prayers. So that, that's the reason I really like this book. It really opens up our prayers and stuff. But let's all go, go to the Lord in prayer again as we get ready to close out this session. And let me tell you how thrilled I am to see all of you guys on here uh, tonight uh, with Sister Heather coming on board. I think that was about 13 tonight. So this is uh, uh, our biggest group so far. And I know God is going to continue to grow it and grow it and grow it. Amen. Um, as we as we do this. Amen. So. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer again. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us to come together and our, the technology is working great tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, that there's been no glitches there. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful comments and the, and the prayers and the discussion that we've had in your word tonight. And Father, I pray right now that you would just bless your people. Lord, that you would just bless these families. And Father, as they gather around uh, their computers and their phones for Zoom, Lord, that they will begin to have small uh, groups in their homes and, and Bible studies in their homes that small groups can branch out from this and their friends can come over to their house and, and their family can come over to their house and gather around the computer or gather around some type of device, Lord, where uh, families can join in on this uh, Bible study and prayer, Father. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're blessing us. And I ask you to bless your people, Lord. Bless us with health in our bodies, God. Bless us with prosperity, Lord. Um, be it unto us according to thy word. What your word says, that's who we want to be. That's where we want to be. Be it unto us according to thy word. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said... Amen. amen amen praise god praise god well, again thank you for joining us tonight and uh don't forget tomorrow is wednesday if you want to physically and you're able to come physically brother wayne's got a bible study class you can come and join him physically and be here in the sanctuary i'm sure you'd like to have more participation wouldn't you brother Dwayne? yes sir all right so uh, y'all come and join brother Dwayne. Um, and I will see the rest of you guys on Sunday morning. Amen. I love you guys. If y'all need me, reach out to me and, and let me know you need me, and I'll try to be there for you. Um, let's keep one another in prayer, okay? God bless you. Thank y'all for joining. Bye-bye. Recording stopped.